0: Hey guys, we're back. This Rico you. We've been spilling the cotton. I have our two new hosts, Samora and Matthew J. Say hello to the people.
1: Hey people, this is your girl, Samora. Yep,
2: with a splash of lemon. <laughs> <That's a
0: laughs> lemon.
2: Hey guys, what's up? It's Matthew J. Welcome back to the podcast.
0: Oh, great. I'm glad that we're all here together and we are going to get this show on the road.
1: Let's talk about the goddamn cocktails that spilled all over my floor this weekend.
0: (laughs) What happened?
1: By the way of cocktails, I mean, all the juiciness from my DMs. Um, Let's just say there was this one particular guy that we were doing research um, about um, for some um, content, me and um, Matthew J., And um, they are by way of the company name is 69 Flavors. I met him a long time ago. He was a creep then and he's a creep now. (laughs) Um, We were doing some research and Matthew J was able to pull up. um, I mean, I had already knew about him, but he had pulled up um, a line of lingerie that he was doing. And there was this red piece that he had. And guess what the name of the piece was?
0: I don't know. Enlighten me.
1: Samora. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me this guy is so infatuated with me that he has named a piece of his lingerie after me and didn't even dust my pockets? Didn't even feel my bag? Or collect and give me the coin? So you know, I reached out to him and he's been in my DMs all freaking day. When I say all day, he's been in my DMs all day talking about giving me a massage and trying to collab on some lingerie pieces. Mind you, me and Matthew J was cluck, cluck, clucking it up when we saw some of his lingerie pieces. Now, in the past I have worked with him, but then I found out that he was just not professional. So, When we was looking at the lingerie pieces, we realized that they were like awkwardly made. It's like the front piece of the bikini um, area was made like um, briefs or... Tidy whities, as you will see. If you guys know what the tidy whities look like, you see the little cuff part in the front. Well, that's what the hell the lingerie looks like. It's like the cuff part in the bikini part. And then the back, of course, looks regular. So we were just um, laughing. And, uh, real quick, real
0: quick. Being <laughs> as though it's made like that. Rachel, I'm thinking like. Uh, you know, my mama had little flies, you could rip the little thingy out and just go pee. So, do you think that it's made and catered towards transgender women, or just, just I don't just, know. Just stole some underwear, and gen- I don't know. But
1: that's an interesting question, and I will ask if, him.
0: If, if that's true. There's lots of transgender women that still have their tool and they want to wear, you know, sexy lingerie. That could be like, right, you know, true. That, they, uh, that could be if, a place where they shop. And if that is the case,
1: then kudos because I've never seen nothing like it. The cut is just awkward. Right. And and anytime imagine that I'm like, I'm glad I had somebody else and from, you know, a different, you know, a different <laughs> community to be able to 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 be like, you know, that shit looks like trash.
2: hmm <laughs> It just, I just think that he it's too fabric heavy. <laughs> like, they just need to, he just needs to cut out some of the fabric because it looks like almost it's like enough fabric for it to be like boxers.
0: Mm. Well, that's, like, that's why I said what I said. I mean, if there that, yeah, is, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, i asking that.
1: I will. I'm not a fan. Do right now. Let's, let's see how quick he responds to this DM. I to send him a DM because I had stopped responding to him because he started getting really weird.
0: Not really weird. Really weird, to hell.
1: She's all over the place. Condolences to the queen, Lisa Ray. She just lost her mom.
0: Yes, I I've seen it was on Instagram. She lost her mother. Did they say how she
1: good. died? Um, well, from what Lisa Ray um posted, basically, it looks like she might have had like um, you know, natural cause of death, like from old age.
0: So anything else is going on that we're going to talk about?
2: I saw C. Santana getting denied for a Nikki feature.
0: Oh, can you have the audio that piece of evidence that we can exhibit and listen to? Yeah, because I need to
1: hear this. I only really got one motherfucking
0: question. What? When I'm getting my motherfucking picture. Hold on. Turn it out there. I can't. Is her phone on mute? No, my phone ain't on mute. <laughs> right there, Paul. But he's probably been begging her for a feature because she's like, if he asks me about a feature one more fucking time, I'm gonna scream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fact that he said, is your phone on mute?
0: <laughs> yes. <her home. laughs> and she, I guess, like you, you know,
2: can't go around asking somebody like Nicki Minaj
0: she probably feels as though he's a gimmicky rapper Cause there's a lot of right. gimmicky rappers out here nowadays uh yeah
1: and I'm sorry to say but I think Saucy is a gimmicky rapper
0: he's in the same caliber as Bacallus Almanzar he's the male version of Bacallus Almanzar they're both caricatures
2: bitch don't do that
0: <laughs> but they are <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, I, mean. I
0: guess we know
2: which artist you support you are team nikki are we on
1: mm-hmm. yes. i am a major nikki fan we the same sign we sagittarius, it's,
0: it's a sagittarius.
1: <laughs> yep. so oh he just what did he say? because remember that latina woman that had all those um Look like her kid drew on her body, but it's actually tattoos. Oh, oh I got her uh, Instagram or whatever her name is.
2: Are you about to put her on
1: blast? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, it looks like she tried to copy Rihanna's um, cleavage tattoo. I-, I don't know. Oh, he said they're for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. I sent a laughing emoji. Okay, I see
2: him being a good <laughs> businessman because he can't say something ignorant. It looks like they tried to do that sexy girls boy short thing without the shorts. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't mind collabing with him. But my thing is he's just so creepy. And I had a lot of that when I first jumped into um the industry. It seemed like back in that era. Everybody, including the photographers, was, like, you know.
2: On some bullshit.
1: Being very perverted. Mm-hmm.
2: Even <laughs> worse. Yeah. Very perverted. I've heard of stories like that happening, but, ever like, you're the first person that I've known that has experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's it's just fucked
0: up. But not that people talk about it. Right. right. It's kind of taboo. Yeah
2: hmm
1: And I actually me and Kate Slay, rest in peace, we called that photographer out because he tried to exploit me and he stole from me. I had did a photo shoot with him. And after I did the photo shoot, it was hard to get any of the images back. And what he did was he would shoot all the models and he would say, oh yeah, this can be a free photo shoot. The only thing is I'll keep your pictures and make a website. And He made a whole website with different women posing in different outfits and he was charging people.
0: He was charging. So was... he basically yeah. was building a brand no, off of the backs to... of the models. Mm-hmm.
1: He was building a brand off the models and he didn't give the models nothing. A lot of the models really didn't
2: have management or
1: when they were just starting out, they were just happy to be
2: <clears throat> there, getting noticed yeah. there. Yeah. Like get some pictures done.
1: Because I know okay, me, sure. you know, even though I did my research. It was like, okay, this is more images I can have to have and build my portfolio. And Kay Slate came across my photos and he's like, I'm building a magazine, an urban magazine, straight stunting magazine. And I think was one of the last greatest magazines before a lot of the paper publishings kind of slowed up and technology and social media took over. But um, he wanted some pictures. He needed some photos of some models. And without even knowing the models, he was able to pay the photographer for the images.
2: But not the, but models. Not the models.
1: And not the models. Mm-hmm. And so the difference between him and K-Slay, he told K-Slay he didn't know that who K-Slay was. And what business case Slay led. And so. He tried to get Kay Slay. To sign. A non-disclosure agreement. So. The model that yeah. I paid this amount of money for your photos. To put in the magazine. And Kay was like. This is not normal. And it's not right. So because. He was really interested in working with me. He was like this ain't right. So he reached mm-hmm. back out to me because I had met him at a Funkmaster Flex car show in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Shout out New Jersey. And um, he contacted me and he said, "Uh, you know, your boy, Um, I just paid your boy like $1,500 for a photo. Just one? Just one. He said, did you get some of the money? And I was like, Nope. I ain't get one red cent. And he said, oh, that's foul, that's foul. He said, that's probably why he wanted me to sign the non-disclosure." So he said, if you want, I'll invite you onto the show. He's from. Yep. His name is Ryan different. Nash. Matter of fact, I need to look him up because I haven't seen or heard him over him in a while. He's probably scamming. Maybe that's why. After we did the air. He was still around. Definitely cleaned, cleaned his image, image up. Up. He cleaned yeah. his image up and then um, he lost a few good models.
0: You think he lost a few good models or he gained some
1: models? Of- he lost a few.
2: Because they found out too?
1: Yeah, they found out what was going on. Mm-hmm.
2: That's disgusting for him to take license of your image and likeness.
1: Yep. But a lot of photographers was doing that. They even got to the point of, like, I get it when you go do a photo shoot. It's considered, like, whatever location you're at, is considered your workplace.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And we all know that you don't take guests, friends, or whatever to your workplace. But when you're talking about... <clears throat> doing lingerie maybe half naked or what have you you want to get you want to bring your support system or like you know the music artists or actors and actresses they bring their entourage you know one or two you know nothing extra like 10 or 12 people but you bring somebody supportive and a lot of girls felt that way and so it started becoming a popular topic as in now the photographers were putting in their agreements you can't bring in your boyfriends and specifically your boyfriends but why would you specifically pinpoint that particular part out?
0: Because they finally get with them. -hmm.
1: Two or three years after that it started becoming popular that models were getting missing they were Ah. getting raped they were getting thrown in the trunk they were getting found in the woods put into trafficking (laughs) yep all because of the rule of you can't bring a friend you can't bring a boyfriend you can't bring somebody with you that's to protect you supporting you and protecting you exactly it became really um a thing so people the manager never let
0: anybody walk into a situation so they right that. And, up, and anyway. then they did, of
1: course the model started getting more smarter and more like hip to what really was going on because after this, and them requesting that you couldn't bring nobody to the shoots, they started realizing that as you're, you know, removing your sh- uh, um shirt from your shoulder or like just to kind of like, you know make it look a little more tasteful or whatnot, all of a sudden you getting a hand up your thigh or you a turn around and a penis is standing right in your face.
2: Mm-hmm. Or a rub on your lower back. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some real creepers. It happened to me. Yeah. And I, I I don't personally know what that is like, but I do have a lot of friends that have tried to pursue modeling and they've told me that if anything it's even worse than it used to be right
1: and well you know what it is becoming worse because now more and more people started to become photographers because it's like oh Anybody can be all i right? have to do is say that i'm a photographer and we got so many young women so many young girls that aspire to be like a in industry you
2: know, in the industry F, a, anywhere you mm-hmm. influencer now, and you can be an Instagram model, so there's so many more scams. Let me ask you guys
1: a question. What's up? What is an instagram model, and can you explain the difference between an Instagram model and a model that actually started and was actually out here doing um had a pro that actually had a portfolio what what do you think the difference is or what has
2: how far has it come is it worse it's it's insane? insane honestly um anyone that has access to a photographer or a camera I mean iPhones are now um just as good quality as DSLR cameras And so for me, an Instagram model is somebody that is trying to become a model and become recognized through their Instagram. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that it's illegitimate, but it just means that the pool of people trying to do it is so much more. And you can really tell who's an amateur and who isn't.
0: There's probably more... Instagram models that's popular than
2: regular models. Right. And so it's the quickest way now to become successful. Now, this is my take, Ben, as though I've did this for years. Um,
1: There is an upside to being an Instagram model. is because you can just be anybody, take a, a iPhone or an Android, pop a few pictures. But it's gotten to the point, it's gotten so bad that Instagram model has become a bad name. Right. Because people think that exposing all of their body parts twerking on camera basically scamming men is an instagram model that is like that has been a topic for a while at first it was like oh yes you know um it's easier to get noticed and recognized because of technology and because of social media and any and everybody can see you. Right. But me, um, I can say that it's not as intimate being um oversaturated. Right. I can say that people respected the way that I did it because I wasn't all over the place. I wasn't overly saturating. But when they did see photos of me, everybody's like, oh, my God, who is that? Where is she from? I can personally say that because when I sat down with um, rapper, artist, producer, 50 Cent, aka Curtis Jackson, he was like, you are one hard person to get in contact with. You're not always and available. Right. You're not too accessible. Right. And that's what I mean, I don't know if that's a, a then thing and now you have to be accessible now. But I think it 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 goes a long way because it's like you can be accessible, but you can actually overdo it. But that's just my right. take on it. And then it's like
0: I think they want people to be accessible because there's a lot of Instagram models that have brand deals and products and true. I mean they I want a it, lot of things, but they have people to be all over deals. their face.
1: The platform, right? Yeah, it can be a good thing, but I think it's it's a it's a thin line there. Only because right people that don't know what they're doing that are like um just um what's the word I'm using amateur desperate oh. <laughs> <laughs> will just put anything out there, and it's like okay. Try to not peel back so many layers at one time. Get on camera, and it's like you titties, your ass is out, and you're giving
2: away the farm.
1: Right, you're giving away the whole farm, the entire farm for free, for free.
2: <laughs>
1: well, and now it's pennies. looking like okay, so so I have to show my ass and titties before a brand actually wants me so that's what w- women are learning. Yeah, that's what women and young girls are learning. But um
2: that's just my take on it.
1: So I think yeah, social
2: media has really especially TikTok has really lowered the caliber of people yep, in the industry. Definitely
1: lowered the caliber and the standards of what a uh, actual model um you know is supposed to be models are getting younger yeah. and the generations are
2: way different
1: so you know yeah like people in entertainment real. have
2: always had a stigma but now it's even worse
1: right now you don't even have to leave your home
2: because yeah. Yeah. at first
1: we had to go out we had to actually meet the people they had to see your personality in person they had right. to make sure you don't have all these filters on to see if we can actually work with you and turn you into a chameleon to have you look different type of ways. But now with all these filters, honey, please.
2: <laughs> but you can We're also some, alias. right <laughs> <We don't filter. laughs> talk about an alter ego, right? Yes. The difference is real. But hey, this this is the these are the, the way it is.
1: Of how technology and social media mm-hmm. and filters and apps right. have um, but
0: it's not even it's not even in the modeling space where it's just easy to just jump on. I mean, we got people on OnlyFans, porn stars are just becoming shooting their porn videos wherever the hell they feel like it. In a car, in a parking lot, at the park, in their house. Right. just all over the place. Like, wherever they feel right. like the parking lot, wherever they feel like it, it's just like, oh, it's little dude. They didn't get
2: themselves back in the corner. Right. Know? Everybody wants to be famous.
0: And in- let me be clear, I'm not going to
2: shame anybody for doing OnlyFans, but, like, it's right. just so, the so quality. Man, man. Right. Let me find out some what you know. Some people actually, some people actually
1: actually work at it, actually Well, since I can't model in Hollywood, you know, I can model and be my own producer in my own living room, you know? Yeah. It's it's made a lot of people become really creative, to be honest.
2: Yeah.
1: Or the lack thereof. (laughs) You know, because it can go either way, you know? Right. So what are we drinking on, guys?
0: I'm drinking some uh, what a, a Stella Rose, I think, watermelon. Mm. Wine. Yeah. That sounds refreshing. Yeah, I don't damn near drink the whole bottle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I stopped off, you know, you guys, I am a mixologist, and I stopped off on Friday to pick up my regular um, bottles and a couple of liqueurs, and I ran into this little case, a um, four-pack of, four pack of um, Absolute Pineapple Martini in a can and honey, um, I tasted it first before I actually um, started oh. doing my little mixture and it was pretty good. It had a nice little kick to it. Um, it kind of tingled the back of my throat. Um, it has 10% alcohol in it. So for those that are light medium drinkers you'd probably enjoy this but for those that are like a real stiff cocktail Mm -hmm. um, i added a little more um absolute to it for those of you that don't know absolute is it's a vodka and i also added a couple of um blueberries fresh blueberries and then Um, i added some more um like a couple of Maybe a half a cup of um pineapple juice, fresh pineapple juice, and then I cut a a pineapple wedge and put it on the um rim. I shook that bad boy up, and when I say yes, <laughs> very tasty. So um, I'm gonna try a couple of more um recipes with that, but um that's a new drink in the DMV area I can say. I don't know. This might be some people already might have tried this and they might already be hip to it. I'm looking on the can to see who or what
2: um, brand. And if you guys have tried it, let us know what you think. Right.
1: Absolutely. It says steel in cursive. It was like a silver cursive. Um, and it says steel, so I don't know if that's the brand or what. Oh wait, so, it might
2: just be the liquid.
1: Oh, maybe. <laughs> but it says enjoy chilled, and if you you're feeling fancy, serve it in a cocktail glass with a garnish. But of course, you know, you guys, I had to add a little extra. Uh
2: oh, if you're twenty one and mm-hmm. over, we're not encouraging underage drinking. Yes.
1: Please be responsible, guys. 21 and over.
2: And if you are drinking with us tonight, make sure you take an Uber. No need to get in a car.
1: Absolutely. We are all about safe and responsible drinking.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I want any incidents on account
2: of us. Right. I'm like, I don't know these motherfuckers. Because
1: <laughs> we're going to have us a drink. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to have us a drink. So I'm- yeah, as we were previously discussing, um, what were we discussing? Uh, this absolute is getting to my brain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i feeling nice over there. Uh, how the modeling space has become oversaturated
1: and it's easier to get in now with um you know with being able to um market yourself and brand yourself on um different platforms like TikTok and Instagram shout out to to the people that paved the way before me as we we're talking about Tyra Banks um Named Named Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> Even for the video vixens, um Melissa Ford. And what do they call her now? Uh what is she doing Shot- now? Shotgun Kelly. Um uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if she is she still on oh, no, she left. She left uh what's his
0: name? That probably
1: would unlocked.
0: Yeah, yeah, it started, uh, here. I'm here for the food. But then her mom died and she had yes. been doing her mom
1: because so. that was the last time I really um when she stepped off her mom had passed and her last round back on Hollywood just to because she had left abruptly because her mom was getting sick, and then um her mom passed away and she said she came back to do an actual um you know, a real goodbye. Because she didn't want to leave it the way that she left it, and then right. after, well, no, 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 that
0: she had. She was in a car accident first. Well, her oh, mom back. she yeah. was on her own show?
1: Right, that is right, that is right. Wow, that is right. She went. Through- I don't know
0: because I her, stopped. Um, her her jeep flipped over and she banged her head on the um ground. yeah, on yeah. yeah. She mm-hmm. was fucked up for a minute.
1: Yep, she definitely was. She definitely was. (coughs) But um, she was one of many that, you know, started um, doing the modeling and what they call them now, video vixens and whatnot. So some people now, they're making a bad name even now for a video vixen. So it's like, oh, my God. But it's like, those are the people that came before me, and I've always paid homage to them. And, um, yeah, some of the people that I've worked around in the same time, um, I can say, uh, some of the Brooke Bailey and a couple of other girls, um, my brain is a little shocked because that was like a
2: while ago, but, um. Uh, but yeah, you're like you're I aware said, of those that came before you. and Yeah, I am aware
1: them. and I always pay homage. I always, you know, we speak in passing and everything and it's no shade, it's all love. And it's like, whoever said that you have to be in competition with, I never did that. Like when I came around, like I never did that. I always made sure um, that I gave, you know, Props. I give credit and props to those okay. that were in the same uh, time frame as me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was always humbled. You know, I didn't walk around with my head up in the, my head and my nose up in the air. And, you know, I did
2: what I I did
1: what I came to do. But you know, some people. Make but you were all still a,
2: a consummate professional. Right,
1: and some people may call that just um, shying away and just being too um, soft-spoken, but I don't see it like that because it's like, it's plenty, enough. there's enough work out here for all of us. There's all different types of lanes, as we can see now, um, the different lanes, but, you know, um, I started off in a very awkward lane because those that have followed my work, that have seen me, they would never guess that um, I was a semifinal. I two years in a row for um, Miss North Carolina pageant, um, that was a great experience, but short-lived, um, around that time, I had, um, my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother pass away, and that kind of made me, um, just not want to do that. And then after seeing what people went through and how political that was, it was like for me, shout out to those that are still in it, that are still doing it, but I could never. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. It was like being in a um a military I fashion think. show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like
2: so militant,
1: like, uh uh-uh, not for me. I couldn't do it.
2: And that's how social media is now.
1: Yep. I could not, I could not do it. And so I immediately left it alone and I started looking more into just doing like videos and doing print work and, runway and stuff like that. So, so not got, the way that you
2: originally planned to be in the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there
1: the lane was paved for us um, by so many such as, you know, the men's magazine. You have your king. You have your black men's magazine. Oh, yes. And um, then there came rest in peace to my mentor, my best friend, Um, my, my everything he was, um, DJ K Slay. um, he paved the way for a lot of women out here that didn't fit in that, um, size zero, size two, size three, even hell, even size six. And, um, that had curves, but wasn't quite, um.
2: One and, type of butt, right?
1: Right, you know, wasn't quite thin, but you know, they had a nice little. Because you know, me, my size, I was a size maybe six to size, maybe size six to eight, and but I right. still had junk in my trunk, and I, you know, my hips aren't as big as most that you see in that type of in that mm-hmm. magazine, but you know. I fit the description and I was able to, I was able to cross over. Actually, I was able to dip in both sides. You know, it was quite different. Um,
2: you were it one of the first.
1: A, it wasn't a lane for us because um, those that had a nice backside, it was not a lane. They was not trying to have it, but I had the, the rest of it. I had everything else, but they were like, what are we going to do with that? Can you tuck that in? can we put bandage around it and make your ass flat like literally that's what it was and because they couldn't really do anything about it um they kind of shunned me like everybody else that had hips and ass you know and it's crazy because um I started off on trying out for a very popular show I did it I auditioned twice and the second time I auditioned um the network actually was like no 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 no. we need to keep her we need to keep her she's a good look she has a unique look and she has the height but even though the network said yes some of the others you know i guess they were more of them than any others
2: they said no so um, yeah. I think there's a lot more moving parts when it comes to TV that people realize.
1: Right. It definitely mm-hmm. is. And so because I didn't have the story that they were looking for.
2: um, They were trying to typecast you. Right. Yeah. They
1: tucked me away nice and snug, but I was able to meet a lot of girls and some of the girls went further than others. And that's what it was you know um, I got noticed after doing the audition I got noticed by a few people would walk up aren't you weren't you yep that was me mm-hmm. and um, from then after knowing that a network actually was like yes I'm like I can do this shit so you know, I kept going I did, it didn't stop me you know it did not stop me at all so I kept going You know, I kept um I didn't oversaturate myself like people are doing now. But um I put yourself out there. Right. I put myself out there and the people that mattered the most were contacting me. My 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 phone was blowing up, my emails were blowing up, and um I became a high commodity once that one particular photo came out, and before we even jump into anything else, let's talk about this photo that actually made me that gave my name I was just you know of course I had to have a sip to kind of get my nerves down and at that time I think we were drinking Hennessy and we had this very beautiful glass Um, that photo shoot was done in Atlantic City at the 4040 Club I was the first person and let me make myself clear I was the first person that did a photo shoot at that club because I knew the twins I forget their names because it's been so long ago but I knew the twins that managed the club it was a set of twins with um with dreads and they managed the club and my ex at the time was one of the first DJs to DJ to open up for the 4040 club so you know I had my little access access was granted. So we did our photo shoot in the Allen Iverson room on top of the pool table. Oh, wow. And I was on top of the pool table and I had a nice little arch, nice little outfit on. My hair was on fleek. And I was like, let's see if I can balance this glass on my ass. (laughs) It was a joke at first. But the photographer was like, uh-uh, no, we're going to, that's a great idea. Let's see if we can balance it on your ass and take a picture of it. And boom, Samora is motherfucking built. It was history for me. And then, then, the, then the calls really started coming in. Who is that? I want to work with her. Who is that? Who is that? I want to work with her. And I'm gonna repost that photo. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it a throwback. I'm gonna try to find it. I'm gonna make it a throwback Thursday. Drop on my Instagram, y'all. Check me out at I am Samora, and um, I will provide the evidence for that clip for that um, infamous famous photo mm-hmm. it was harder you had to do way much more work than these young ladies have to do now i'm gonna tell you that way more work it wasn't a lot of social media a lot of technology a lot of filters you either had it or you didn't
2: you were starting from ground zero
1: right and those that don't have it all they got to do is put a filter on and then uh mm-hmm. you yeah. did. But you always gotta realize and recognize when you actually do have to meet these people that you're working for, that you're following for, they don't wanna see your ass in person. You know? Yeah. So if you're if you one of them ones that's faking it, to you make it, or you using a lot of filters, baby, that's only gonna work for so long. That what is that we're talking about? The uh the cancer
2: culture. Cancel culture, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That'll get you canceled real quick. If people have a um, in real life versus on Instagram side by side. Right. You'll slash your credibility in half.
1: Yes, they will. Yes, they will.
2: That's why I don't overly edit my YouTube videos. Because when people see me in person, I want them to know that it's actually me. Right. Don't get mm. me wrong. I will face tune a photo. Don't get me wrong. Like everybody face tunes a photo. They want to smooth out their skin, whatever the fuck. But if you're giving yourself a whole new face, that's different. Right.
1: <laughs> I don't like it at all. Like let me look the way I look. It may be like an eyebrow that may be out of place or an eyelash that maybe I out- fix that. Or I may have a couple of strands of hair that ain't supposed to be there. Oh, you can fix that, mm-hmm. but please don't puff my lips, please don't bulge or shrink my cheekbones because I have very for your nose, right? <laughs> I have like I've always got compliments about my cheekbones, and I think that was what made me want to step in. I think it was like my biology teacher, like she used to always like I always got the kind. Now I don't really. But I always got the um comparison to like Holly Berry and um you know my forehead everybody says oh my god Tyra Banks but I'm like I don't really look like Tyra Banks they I really
2: think- <laughs> I <laughs> Wait Because <what? laughs> they Tyra said that um people used to call her five head. Right. Five head. But
1: I think because of my forehead, I think everybody um I think that's the only reason why, because I'm like, I really don't look like Tyra Banks, but everybody else used to say that, and I'm like, mm. like not for nothing. I don't mind it. Right, this is a couple. No, of I things. don't want to take too much. I, like I'm not big headed. it.
2: I don't want to take too much from my icon, but right. But me. speaking of your cheekbone, that picture that you posted on Instagram uh, like two days ago, where your face is at an angle, you can really see your cheekbone.
1: Mm. Yeah. cheekbone honey the cheekbone that lip i always got compliments on my eyes i don't know what it is about my eyes because i'm like it's just an old rusty brown, <laughs> Not old rusty brown.
0: <laughs>
1: and i don't know if like guys really like overdo it when they're trying to compliment but i always Something about your eyes, and I'm like, well, What the fuck is it?
2: Right? It's <laughs> L- like it could be a line, it could be true,
1: right? You don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Well, thank you, you know. I'm gonna take the
2: compliment, but they just trying to get in your panties, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah,
1: that's one thing I never had to worry about. Like, you would never let's get into this cocktail, shall we? You would never catch me and can't know about like the videos that I did do. Or feature in, or did like a um a cameo or whatnot. Could nobody behind the scenes say you saw the more on her knees? But baby, I know a few chicken heads. <laughs> chicken heads <laughs> <laughs> that was there for the party party. It was like they showed up a mm. day before the interview. Went to the and everybody know if you professional and if you know what's good, you don't go to the party before the night before the damn uh the video because you already know oh how much you want to be in this video, what you gonna do to be in this video, what you gonna be the top girl in this video, Mm yeah, what are you willing to do? Those that did um show up the day before the video. They got called out by a certain celebrity. Baby, when I say, you don't do that type of mess because you tell them no after you told them yesterday. Oh, they're going to call you. Oh, he he was bold. He was brave. He's one of the top um celebrities today. And you got to walk on eggshells around this person because if you don't, oh, he's going to chew you up and spit you out. If you've seen any of his exes and when he didn't get along with them, baby. He chewed them up and spit them out too in public. And so that was my um my cue was he was interested in me, but at the same time, my forever good friend was like, uh-uh, don't you do it, don't you do it? Because if y'all fall out, he gonna crush you up in public and spit your ass out. And let's just get into this. So we we at this video. At this video show, I can't tell y'all the name of the video only because it will expose who I'm talking about. We show up to the um, we show up the day of the video. It's a sixteen-hour video shoot, so I see all the other girls there. You know, they're there and they're in there, prepping and getting their makeup done, and the, you know, the creative team is back there styling them and everything. And so I go in there and I'm like, oh well. You know, I see who's gonna be the main girl, cause she's in there in the main chair and whatnot. So I go and they, you know, they fluffing my hair and stuff, and they putting the makeup on. But he came in there personally in the in the damn dressing room, and he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, why y'all got this on her? Uh, uh-uh, uh, put her in this, this, and this. Why y'all got her looking like that? Put her in this, this, and this." And so, I was like, oh, okay. So, he came and picked me out of the entire dressing room. room. All these other girls was there. They was at the party the night before. And they looking at me with the snooty nose like, oh, she wasn't at the party last night. So, why are they picking her to come out to the... Right. She didn't have to (laughs) suck a dick. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, he gets out. He, you know, he makes sure he comes to get me out the dressing room and he brings me out to the set. He picks out one of the little Corvettes, or what was it a Ferrari? I can't remember. He was like, which one you wanna get in? We're gonna have you driving it, you know. We get out there, all the other girls, they look and they like, but I thought I was gonna be the main girl, you know. And there was this other girl that's from the same area, and everybody say we look alike. And um she was out there too. So I was like, this was up. Both of us from the same town, from the same city, and we getting that money and we getting our respect. But then again, I don't know what was going on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anywho, the other girls come out there and um he was like, I need y'all to do this, this, and this. Oh, the girl was like, I'm not getting on my knees. He was like, you wasn't saying that last night. <laughs> I was like, oh. Expose the hell out of her. Everybody else was looking around and they was like, oh, shut up because I don't want him calling me out. But you knew better than to tell him, no, you're not doing something after you done already exploited your own damn self the night before. Oh, so mm-hmm. now you want to get down with the party All I'm asking you to do I mean, if you look at the video, she ain't had no choice but to do what he asked her to do. So, she ended up crawling on her knees across the damn floor.
2: <laughs>
1: mm, and she mm. didn't have not a one knee uh, knee pad on. <laughs> Raw
2: dog on the floor.
1: <laughs> In her pretty little small little tight little dress. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh yep, she had to crawl across the floor like a little puppy dog.
2: <laughs> Literally like a bitch.
1: But yeah, it was funny. It was real funny. But when I seen that, I said, Oh, so y'all know what what time it is. Y'all know what time it is, but we all knew. And then it seemed like after after the video they had another party. He was you coming to nope. I, I did my business, I showed up, I did my job and it's time for me to go. You gotta know <laughs> when to say yes and when to say no. Yeah,
0: yeah, for, yeah for you, you can't say yes to everything.
2: You can't be a yes person. And them
1: same girls stayed behind.
2: And uh we all know what
1: probably happened after that, so
2: they fell off the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: um, you know, the reason for me telling that story is because um, that's that's often expected and uh, we were talking earlier off you know off the podcast about you know being a groupie and mixing your work with pleasure and doing not a sitting le- where you eat right and doing a little mm-hmm. extra to get a little further And then, to be honest, some really didn't get us further. Because if they really didn't mess with you, they really didn't mess with you. They got you as far as, I'm going to fuck with you right now because you're making me feel good. But I'm not taking you all the way to the top.
0: Yeah.
1: I got most of my respect because you didn't see me at all the after parties. You didn't see me at the pre-party. You saw me when it was time to do work. And if I dated a celebrity or two, you seen that and it wasn't oh well she did his video and so no it wasn't that type of party. They would see me and they would see me working hard and they respected that and you know it was like that. But then also I feel like um because I didn't do a lot of this I didn't do certain things either. So they mm-hmm. kinda of not- blackballed me or blacklisted me but they basically kind of shunned away because it's like oh she about her business
0: yeah they knew what she was
1: going to do she was was right exactly and so they was like we not even fucking around with her like that we gonna keep it you know we got so much respect for her and that's how I build my respect so that was all the talk but I did have the boys in the yard baby dogs. They was walking around the yard. They was, climbing up the fence. they was digging holes in the damn, they was digging holes in the yard. That's all I
0: know. Not digging holes in the
1: yard.
0: <laughs> they <laughs> was digging
1: multiple damn holes in the yard. Like them good old ground and things. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun.
2: It definitely was fun. I have um, a question for you. Yes. What's one thing that you wish you knew coming into the space of modeling before you started?
1: Um, well, there's a couple of things, really. We I got wish, time. I, I wish I would have knew to be a little bit more aggressive when it came to um, the business side of things. I wish I would have um gave and a lot of contract when it came to um doing things with um different people. I look at it now, they literally ate off of me. Right. Um and so a lot of the models that came back that didn't have management and I didn't want management really because it's like if I can find my own, um, you know, uh, events and I can manage my own stuff. Why am I paying up to 20% to somebody you that I don't know marketing. who can't even write, who can't even guarantee me work? Right. So I did it myself. It was just that I didn't have all of the elements and I didn't know enough to be able to protect
2: and make money off of what I did. Right. So So ladies know your worth if you're trying to be in this industry.
1: Yes. Please know your work. Do your research. Um. Because you really don't like once I feel like this, you don't need management until you get to a point to where you can't do that shit yourself. Right. That's when and that's what was told to me by Casey. He was like, what you need management for? That's why he never like was like, oh, I'm a manager. No. And then plus he had his own money. So he was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not being greedy. I'm not out here trying to, you know what I mean? Fuck you over. You know, why would I? You want to be properly paid. And he wants to and he wants to make sure that he he made he wanted to make sure everybody made their own lane. Everybody was able to make their own money and do with whatever they needed to do to come up. Like he paved the way for lots of females that made females who they are to be able to brand themselves, to be able to get out here and do a lot of things. He paved that way. He paid that way for a lot of females that were beautiful, but they was all shapes and different sizes. You know, he was on Hot ninety seven for years. So you got people like LL Cool J that came to his funeral. You got uh, like I'm just gonna leave it at that. LL Cool J. That's it. Anybody right, get one name out? You in? That's it. I don't even have to go further. Remy Ma he is responsible for Remy Ma and uh, Papoose getting married and them becoming the you know the America's most loved black rap couple Right. he's responsible for them too um, becoming a union so um, he's definitely not to be overlooked at all if you just aren't in that if you don't do hip hop if you're not into that the the hard hip hop culture, then you of death, yes, you wouldn't know, but he's a legendary d j he is alongside um my good friend um that used to uh host and d j for um death jam comedy kid Capri he's one of them he's he's in the same element of as kid capri But again, if you're not in to if you're not in the hip hop culture and in the New York, because that's where most of the legendary DJs come from, then, you know, you're not going to know. You have to look that up, Google his name. He's definitely he's um, also a. um, Before he even started DJing, he was. uh, Into graffiti. Um, they did a couple of beautiful pieces um, on his graffiti, but that was way before my time. He was 54 when he passed away last year, April 17th. That's Easter Sunday of
0: 2022. So mm, it's coming up on a year. Huh?
1: I said it's coming up on a year. Yeah, it is. It is. It is yep that took a lot out of me definitely took a lot out of me, but um, he's definitely a legend uh he definitely made his mark yep, and so many avenues and he was a one man army he didn't have no assistance he didn't he did that magazine on his own, he printed them had them things printed out on his own. he made sure that he delivered he distributed. Distributed like he would take packs in his car, and he, however, he got to the different locations in the different areas. He would go, and he would actually deliver them by hand. You know, until it started, until it started becoming way bigger, and then he had, of course, had to get a distributing company. But he did a lot of a lot of things on himself. He was a one man army. Because you know you can't trust people. You, you hire people and they don't do. His his famous thing was, um, if you don't do it yourself, it's not gonna get done right. And he yeah. was a big believer. He was a big believer in that. As much as he had to do and be able to get himself to like, he did that shit. He did that shit. And I will always have love and respect for him. So anybody that don't know, you better put some respect on his name, cause I said so. <laughs> but he's respected by a lot. he's respected by a lot. And I just miss him. But yeah, he did a he did a lot of good. He wanted to make sure that women were able to do you know if they wanted to model and they couldn't get in the the mainstream modeling. Yeah, he he built he built that for for us. He made it he made it a lane. It got to the point the asses were getting so big. You started getting people that oh, I want to be in that magazine. And oh, do you have to be a uh do you have to have a fat ass to get in a magazine? Like uh, that was that became a part of the now everybody's getting ass shots and shit like
2: getting BBLs, almost dying.
1: (laughs) It's it, it's not out of hand. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what his signature was to see if you had a, a BBL or a real ass. When he met you, it's been a couple of times. If you google it on the show on the shade 45 show, uh, it was me and Roxy NYC. We were like his a couple of his favorite girls, and we interviewed together one. One time on shade 45 and his signature to tell if you had a, a BBL or a real ass, he was smack the shit out your ass. Ooh. And if that motherfucker didn't move, he already knew he, he knew what it was because he said he used to date a, a girl or two that had BBLs and shit. So he knew.
2: <laughs> All right, he knew what he wanted. In, if girl, yeah, in his magazine, yeah. And if any girl in his
1: magazine, yep, and if any girl. That ever worked with him, they they already know that was his signature. He's smacking at it. He's smacking to ass. He not see if that ass is uh if he's going to jiggle the real way, right? Jiggle the wrong way,
2: right? The real mm-hmm. way or the wrong way. I can't.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, at yeah. least he was. You know, he knew what he wanted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I it mean, wasn't really. To
2: pinpoint
1: because I'm pretty sure some of the girls did have BBLs that was in the magazine right. it was more so that's just, that's just was something that he did and because you know when he was on a radio station he not only in he also got footage you know to put on like if he was doing like a DVD or something like that
2: so mm-hmm. right he always knew how to promote Mm-hmm. Oh yes, he was definitely always promoting. I'm a firm I believe believer a in of- the saying, "Um, leave people better than you found him, found them." And it seems like he also followed that.
1: Yep, I think his latest was he um started doing these shirts. Um, this hit around. He started working on this probably around a little bit before COVID. He started um doing like a um he had a different page find it because I wanna see if anybody else is like taking over and still doing it or not, but he had some really good um shirts that were out and uh he created the shirts and it of course it had to do with you know, melanin and blackness and everything.
0: Right, just celebrating
1: different little, d- just different little sayings or different little things within the culture. You know, basically saying, you know, he has some king shirts and some queen shirts that make, motivate people, make
2: people feel good. Right. About being who they were. So, right. And that's something that I think is getting lost is people, um, Creating spaces or products for people to really celebrate who they are.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Don't mind me. I'm puffing on my hookah. Take a hit for me. Mm-hmm. Puffing on my hookah while I'm drinking my pineapple martini. I'm about oh, to fill yeah. my glass up again. This will be like, well, oh, I ain't even going to count. Drink number five
2: <laughs> or 10.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the craziest
2: thing
1: is, I left it
0: sitting
1: here, and um, it's not as chilled as I want it to be. So I'm gonna shake it, twist it, and re-chill it. Ooh, yep, that hookah is not hitting the way I want it to hit.
0: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, oh gosh, time is flying. In. So yes, we have spilt so much cocktail tonight. Um, be sure to join us back as we um have a few special guests that we've interviewed, talked to, get to know, and um What do you guys have to say?
2: We're just excited for you guys to come on this journey with us. And we, you know, want this to be a space to have fun and let loose, but also, you know, have conversations of substance and really um, talk about things that are not being talked about enough.
0: And I'm just happy to see where we all end up with this. Right. So So thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you later. Ciao